Direct from Homer, Alaska. Don't panic. Just come up with a good story. Here's the host of Backyard Millionaire, Chris Story. I can't stand the expression, fake it till you make it. It reminds me, fake it till you make it seems incredibly disingenuous and like a really bad bumper sticker. But you were telling me this morning you don't mind it. Why? I know. I don't know why. I obviously it's just the way I'm thinking about it. Um, I don't know. I just think of the term "fake it till you make it." Like we hear that for so many things, and to me, it's just sort of like a thing that everybody's doing, right? Until when you start something new and you're figuring it out. But it's so funny because. I have like dropped that before to people that are like, oh, I'm just, I'm learning this new skill. And I'm like, yeah, just fake it till you make it. And then I've gotten like looks like, like the one I'm no, giving you. not that, what, that's not what I'm doing. <laughs> I should stipulate right now and just say, I also don't like it when Americans close a text or say goodbye by saying cheers. So I have a lot of little idiosyncrasies that bug me and rub me that the wrong way. That is weird because I think cheers is just fun. Maybe it's I just me. But when you say fake how it till you, you like, make how do, how do you like to sign off? Just like sincerely? Um, that seems like overly, talk about pretentious. I, I never like to use that. Sincerely. Wow. That says something. <laughs> I like best regards, all my best, best, thank you, yeah. talk soon. I overuse talk soon because we might not be. Yeah. You know, I think it's, it's just pretty, crunch. it feels pretty casual or something. Very much so. And, and it's leaving the door open. <laughs> For talking We're, soon. Yes. Whereas cheers is like, or cheerio is very much like, who do you think you are? I've been to Ireland and I don't even say it. Yeah. I, I, it's kind of fun. I use it every now and then. You're going to start using it with all our communications. <laughs> I can tell, but fake it till you make it is disingenuous in my mind. I hear it. It strikes my ears disingenuous because Oh, you're a phony, a fraud. Whereas maybe the real meaning behind it is more like you'll gain experience, just get started. Yeah. I mean, I think that it's when you, when you think about it, fake it till you make it fake. It's right there. Like, (laughs) I I mean, I think that that's what you're talking about, right? Mm -hmm. Like it feels like you're being a phony or a fraud Mm -hmm. or something, but I mean, I think everybody doing something new, if you think about anything, like you start a new job or whatever, um, maybe you're learning a new skill. Um, it's like, you're going through this process of just kind of showing up for it. And, um, not feeling like you really know what you're doing in the beginning. I mean, even if you got trained, even if you went to four years of college and then you get hired to do something, it's still like you're, you're doing this thing that is brand new. You have to learn, you have to learn like the ropes when you go in, like you may have been trained even for like example, like if you're a hairdresser, you were trained to do that thing, but then you go to open your own business and it's like, you're kind of just like figuring out how you want to show up here. You might even have the skills, but you have to figure out all the other things. Like, what does it look like for you? That's true. And I I can appreciate that. We also, when I brought up fake it till you make it rubs me the wrong way. We, that led right into imposter syndrome. And one of the definition, that's kind of what it is. I think yeah. it's, they're synonymous or can be, inter, you know, they can be in, used interchangeably. Fake it till you make it, imposter syndrome. Maybe it's one part of the same conversation or two parts of the same conversation. But I like what Seth Godin calls imposter syndrome is essentially he says that that's how you know you're doing something 
right? You're growing. And of mm. course, you've, ne you, you've never been this before. So of course, you feel like an imposter, but that should be used almost like a compass to run towards a direction in life versus away from it. Like embrace yeah. it. I love that. I love that because I feel like it's when you look at it that way, it's like, okay, and everybody's experiencing this when you're doing something new. You feel like you're an imposter in the beginning. You're just trying to figure out what this looks like for you, how you're showing up. And I mean, I think when you stop and you think that everybody goes through this, it can really just kind of lighten how that might otherwise feel heavy, mm -hmm. you know, and scary or yeah. whatever. But I think it lightens it a little bit. So are they the same thing then? Fake it till you make it and imposter syndrome are the same. I mean, I think it's just showing up and sort of like, you know, it's like you're you're sort of pretending in the beginning while you're figuring something out. You're sort of pretending to be that thing. I mean, I think of just like, anything new you're doing, like, I mean, if you were start, if you wanted to be a writer or a photographer, you're just kind of showing up. You like, you might not have even had, like we were talking about the years of college or training, you might just be learning a skill that you're just kind of learning it as you go. I mean, I think it's just sort of like showing up and, and being open to learning. And I'm, I like all of that. I love everything you just said. I still don't like fake it till you make it. And maybe that's just something I have to just, whatever, it yeah, doesn't matter. Maybe you it, just call it something different. It's an expression <laughs> that some people use and are comfortable with. I could tell you a time in my life where it could have applied easily. Uh, early on, you remember when I first went to get a pottery show, I wanted to have my own solo exhibition at a gallery. And I was told not just no, mm -hmm. but <laughs> no get out. But heck no. Yeah, basically. <laughs> get out, kid. And I wasn't ready. To be frank and fair to that person, I wasn't ready. But instead of encouragement, I, I was told essentially, almost like, you're not good enough. And I believed that for a long period of time. And then what is it, 18, 19 years later, even after we ran our own arts business, I still didn't quite feel like a solo exhibition. I don't know. And then I did it. And I got invited to do a show and it just felt right. And yet really scary at the same time I pushed through. Now I've done several exhibitions and I enjoy it. And I think, of course I do. I'm an mm. artist. Of course I'm gonna get invited yeah. to do a solo exhibition. But it's still, it's, um, yeah, it's I mean, so something we can all relate to. And I do think, you know, sometimes in the beginning, we're trying for something and we get rejected for it, right? And for so many people, that could be like, that's it, that they're not going to go back and risk that, mm -hmm. um, that rejection again you know, and they just quit, you know, I mean, you continued on, maybe you didn't go back for your own solo show, art show for a number of years, but you continued on in that space and learning and growing. And then it was just at some point, a totally natural fit for you to go to. Um, but I think that that is so important. Like, I, I think initially, so often we are rejected when we go for something, especially when it's kind of newer to us, we're putting ourselves out there in that way. And, um, I think just really being able to look past that and, and, um, continue to show up for it anyway, 
and know that you get to pick yourself. Sometimes you're just picking yourself. And we're, that's the cool thing about, I feel like the society we're in right now is so often we don't need to sit around and wait to be invited. We get to choose ourselves and show up for it. I mean, think about it like writing and so many other things. There's just like so many options for people out there to not wait to be, you know, invited by a big publishing house to be an author. You get to like write a book and Mm self-publish and it's still totally valid and you could still go out and sell that book. And people are, people are doing that. It's funny you should mention that I've submitted manuscripts or at least treatments, ideas for books to publishing houses just randomly, which they don't want unsolicited submissions typically it doesn't really get you anywhere. However, I did it anyway and got rejected time and again and then decided to self-publish out of desperation because ain't nobody coming for me. And then I actually really enjoyed it. And now I've done three books, getting ready to do the fourth. I actually love it. I love the control. I love being able to design with a team of people that I've assembled. I really mm-hmm. like it. So yeah. in the end, I'm actually glad that I got And rejected. look at all the people that have read your books and like have reached out to you and said how much that meant to them and that that it really changed their lives. So, I mean, it's like, yeah, don't sit around and wait to be, you know, invited by a big publishing house or whatever it is that you're going for, you can, you can have an effect, you can have an impact. Um, maybe not on the world right now immediately, but certainly on, you know, maybe, maybe that's a smaller network of people or that you're going to impact that will see your thing, read your book, see your art, whatever it is, but it can have an impact still. Yeah, that's a great point. And you and I, I've shared this before, not with you here, but I've shared this many times before, actually, that when we were rejected for a mortgage and told not, here's how to go work on it, or boy, you're really close if you could increase your credit. We were just told no, Mm -hmm. almost unceremoniously escorted to the door. (laughs) And we waited for years. We just sat back and said, you know what? No, I don't want to face that. We didn't want to face that rejection again. And so there wasn't a fake it till you make it or an act as if mentality. It was just sort of a, let's go over here and hide. Well, I mean, I would disagree with that a little bit. I mean, I think we were still out there doing things Mm -hmm. um, that were leading us in a direction for home ownership. Agreed. um, and, And being an investor as well. I mean, we were out there maybe creating other streams of income, you know, and, um, you know, building our credit and doing all of those things that are important things. So, I mean, yeah, a little bit that was kind of like, oh, that rejection stings, right? But it's like, we, we didn't totally go away from it. I mean, we were still doing other things so that when the door was, was able to just crack open a little bit, we were there and ready. Mm-hmm. I remember you put your foot through the door. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true though. We, we really, I, so I guess when I'm saying we hid, we didn't do nothing. We just didn't go back to the mortgage company, any mortgage company for years because in my mind anyway, maybe. Well, and we took a different route too. Yes, that is true. I mean, we, how many people like, 
get a loan and build a commercial property before they purchase a home to live in. (laughs) So I feel like we sort of did that a little bit backwards, but it totally worked for us. And I mean, I think that's just a good example that there is no one right way of doing doing a thing. I mean... I feel like you're going to get me a t-shirt for Father's Day that says fake it till you make it. (laughs) I think you need one of those. (laughs) Tiffany Story, life coach, landlord, and serial entrepreneur. Thanks for being here. Thank you.